0: The reason they were harming him is because he stood up to call to the good and to prohibit the evil. The Sheikh used to prohibit shirk, dalalat and bid'ah. He used to call to the followers of the Sunnah and the following of the textual evidences. And so they harmed him excessively. So what the Sheikh did was when the harm became a lot, the Sheikh moved from Huraymila and he went back to his place of birth, Uyayna. So the Sheikh, he came to Uyayna, and at that time he was ready to go to Uyayna because the man who (coughs) his father had a conflict with in Uyayna had died. And another man had taken over Uyayna. His name was Uthman ibn Nasir ibn Muammar. Uthman ibn Nasir ibn Muammar was the man who now took over, who took over uh, Uyayna. And Uthman ibn Nasir, he used to love Shaykh Muhammad al excessively. And so now he became in charge of Uyayna. So he requested for the Shaykh to come. He said, please come live in where you're born. This is your land of birth. So the sheikh did go there. And the sheikh, rahimahullah, he busied himself in educating and studying. He would nurture himself in knowledge, in increasing knowledge. And he would also make sure that he educated those who were around him. Then the sheikh, rahimahullah, it became clear to him. al that the proof has been established on the people and that the knowledge has been, has been spread. That the knowledge has what? Has been spread. And that ignorance has been removed from the people. The Sheikh has now seen that he has established a proof against the people. For years he's been teaching them now. All of this on, with the virtue and the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course after that with the grace of the Sheikh's da'wah himself as well. The Sheikh now he commanded with the alliance of Uthman ibn Muammar, who was the leader of the, uh, who was the leader of he, They he, they both commanded that the Mawahir Shirk, that these symbols of Shirk, these shrines that are in Uyaina, the seventeen trees, all of them should be destroyed. فقطعت uzila تلك الاتار. All of the trees were cut. All of the signs and the symbols of shirk that were showing, all of them got destroyed. When the story and the information reached the people, it was a state of shock to the people. But the shaykh didn't busy himself with what the bunayat al-Tariq but the people on the streets are saying, "He busied himself with knowledge. He busied himself with the athar and the mawakif of Sahaba, and that which the Prophet was upon." So the Sheikh Rahimullah is carried on, still educating the people, still spreading knowledge. So the people were hearing about him, and that Riaena now has a circle of knowledge where the people are learning Tawheed and Aqidah Sahihah. So the people started to come to Riaena. His reputation was growing, but the leading, the leading other tribes around Uyayna were getting worried of what's happening in Uyayna. So, threats and warnings were being sent to the leader of Uyayna, to Uthman ibn Nasir ibn Muammar. Threats were being thrown at him. And they requested from the Sheikh, uh, They requested that this issue be beca- stopped. This ridiculous thing that are been done, as they refer to it as, should be brought to a an halt and should be stopped. The Shaykh told Uthman ibn Muammar, be patient. He told him, Allah is with those who are patient. Endurance is needed from you. And if you do carry on being patient, Allah is going to give you the upper hand. After that, the Shaykh... Uthman ibn Amr accepted it and he chose to take patience and he let the Shaykh spread his knowledge. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah, he went towards the biggest shrine in al Arab, the biggest shrine in the Arabian Peninsula. This was what? The qubba of what? Of Zayd ibn al-Khattab as we mentioned in Jumeirah. The Shaykh went there to destroy it. Uh, Uthman ibn Muammar he sent with the sheikh six hundred uh, sorry six horsemen six hundred horsemen sorry six hundred pharis he gave him six hundred horsemen he said, take them with you so the people heard that the sheikh is going to the biggest shrine in the whole of Jazeera tul Arab and the sheikh is going to destroy it so what did they think that was going to happen they thought what's going to happen to him is what happened to uh, Abraha. That Allah is going to send on Muhammad Abduhhab. They thought Allah is going to send rocks from the sky in Muhammad Abduhab because he's destroying the biggest shrine. And Allah is going to bring an end to him. And they they believe that the earth is going to swallow him. As it's the what? كما هي عادة الشرك والضلال As it's the norms of the people of shirk and the people of guidance who are worshipping besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But the shaykh rahimahullah he did destroy the, the, the shrine and no, no birds came down on the shaykh and no earth swallowed him عليه rahmatullah But what did happen was this had a waqa this had an excessive it shook Jazeera al arab it made a big noise in Arabian Peninsula, what he just did. And now, the warnings and the threats that were sent to the leader of Uyayna was excessive. The leaders of the tribes were sitting with Uthman ibn Mu'ambar. The leader of Ihsa, Ahsa, he had actually, he sent... A letter to Muhammad, uh, Shah Uthman ibn uh, Nasser ibn Mu'ammar. He sent a letter to him, and he was telling him to kick up Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. And he said to him, if you do not get rid of him, and then, sh- then you're gonna, it's, this is gonna bring you an end. And the leader of Ahsa, there was a relationship between him and Bayn Uthmaniyin. No, sorry, and the leader of Ahsa, his land was considered as what? It was one of the richest of all of them. It was one of the, Dawlatul was very rich. He had a lot of khayrat. Ala kulli hal, Uthman ibn Muammar, he showed patience. Sheikh said, be patient. Fa baqi ala dawati Shaykh remained upon. Uthman ibn Muammar said, okay, I'll take this one again. And he said, I'll be patient with you, Muhammad Abdullah. wahab so what happened was, the Shaykh ta'ala carried on his da'wah. A woman came to the Shaykh. And she acknowledged that she committed zina. She acknowledged and she admitted that she fell into zina. And she was very close to the leaders of the neighboring uh, areas of she was She had very close relationship with the neighboring leaders. But she acknowledged that she committed zina. So the Sheikh, Rahimahullah, he established on her haddu zina. Established on her haddu zina. After she acknowledged it four times. This now made the matters very big for the Sheikh. Rahimahullah, This is a woman who's known. So when the Sheikh, Rahimahullah, did this, Uthman ibn Nasir ibn Mu'ammar. Letters now would not stop coming to him. They commanded him to kick out the sheikh and they were he- this time they said to him things that they haven't said to him before, which is, if you don't, if you don't do that, My whole tribe will come and wage war against you. This matter is of it's war. So they requested that the sheikh be brought to them. This time they didn't want the sheikh to get out of. Uh, Uyayla, but the Shaykh be what? <coughs> bring him to me. Muhammad abdul sat with Uthman ibn Mu'amr. He said, Be patient. Uthman ibn said, Not this time, Muhammad. Muhammad, I can't do it now. The matters have reached a high level. I can't be. But there is one favor I can do for you. I will not take mm. you to them. And I will not put you in their hands. I won't. Run and get away from the city. Leave Uyayna. The Sheikh sat with him and said, No, you're not looking at things correctly. These things are going to happen. Pressure is going to come. Hardship will come. You will go through all of that. But be patient. He said, No. Leave Uyayna. So the Sheikh rahimahullah, did not know where to go. This is his place of birth. This is where he grew. This is where his tribe is from. This is his people. The sheik didn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to go. The sheikh he left walking. The sheikh left walking on his foot. He didn't know where to go. He doesn't know where to go to. He's lost of ideas. Finally, it came to his mind. If he goes to Dir'iyah and Dir'iyah at that time, the shaykh, reason why he chose it was because some of his students were there, some of his, his students were there. And the Sheikh, Dir'iyah at that time, as it looked, was a very small place. All of Dir'iyah had was 40 houses, only 40 houses, Dir'iyah. The leader of Dir'iyah is Muhammad Ibn al-Saud. Muhammad Ibn al-Saud is the leader of Dir'iyah. What do you realize? That the Arabian Peninsula is what now? It's in tribes now. It's run by tribes. Tribal leaders are running it. Sheikh Rahimahullah, he came and he stayed in the uh, house of his students. He stayed there Rahimullah. As soon as he entered Dir'iyah, he went and he stayed with his students. And this student of his that he went to was a very young student, Ahmed al was a very young individual, He was very young. The Sheikh couldn't find anyone else that he could actually go and stay with. Amir Dir'iyah, the leader of Dir'iyah, his wife was a very righteous woman. Zawjatuhu, his wife, Was imra'ah Saliha. She was a very righteous woman. وَكَانَ ibn the son of Muhammad ibn Saud, was who? Abdul Aziz. Abdul Aziz was what? The son of who? Muhammad ibn Saud. And Abdul Aziz, who is the son of Muhammad ibn Saud, also met Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab and he took knowledge from him. And he studied from him. And he grew knowledge from him. In Uyena, he went there, Abdul Aziz, and he studied with Muhammad Abdullah before. So the wife of Muhammad ibn Saud knew of Muhammad Abdul Wahab. So when he came, uh, Muhammad ibn, when Muhammad Abdul Wahab came to Ud the wife of Muhammad ibn Saud said to her husband, Muhammad Saud, She said to him, Abshir, glad tidings. Muhammad ibn al-Saud said to her, Khair may Allah give you the glad tidings of Jannah. What is it that you're, in other words, what is it that you're telling me to his wife? Qalat, she said, Abshir, Bi-Ghanima, glad tidings to a Ghanima, spoils of war. Saqaha Allahu ilayka, Allah has brought this to you. He's brought it to you. You don't have to fight for it. It's you don't fight for it. It came to you. فقال محمد بن سعود, said, وما هي, what is this? قال, she said, داعية, أي caller. يدعو إلى الكتاب الله, he calls to the book of Allah. وإلى سنة رسوله, he calls to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. يدعو إلى الكتاب والسنة. قم فانصر. Stand up, Muhammad بن سعود. Give this man victory. She was praising Muhammad Abdul Wahab and she was requesting from her husband to give victory to this man. So the Sheikh Muhammad ibn Saud said, No problem. Let him come to me. Tell him to come to me. Then she said to him, La, No. The wife of Muhammad ibn Saud said, No. You're going to go to him. So the people can know. You are له, that you're a person who is honoring the shaykh. And that people should go to knowledge and knowledge doesn't come. Muhammad Ibn Saud stood up. He's the leader. Just pause and stop here. Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab. Both times, did he go into the pa- pa- palaces of the leaders? Did he do elections? Did he in any way start with the leaders? Or did Uthman ibn Muammar call him to come from Huraymila to Uyayla? Did he not ask him to do it? Did he not? When he came to Dir'iyah, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, did he even go to the leader? He went to his student. Who came to who? The leader came to Muhammad Abdul Wahab. He didn't go to the doors of the leaders. He didn't engage himself into politics. This is a tariqah, Salafiya. Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, she came and she knocked on his house. i uh, sorry. He knocked on his house. Muhammad Suud knocked on his house. When he entered the house, the Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, he saw Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, Muhammad bin Suud. He asked him to open his hand. Muhammad ibn Suud requested from Muhammad Abdul Wahab to open his palm and he opened his palm. And he said to the Shaykh, Abshir Bis Nasri. glad tidings for victory, inshaAllah Ta'ala. Abshir bil iwa'i, remember you're gonna get shelter and eat from us. Abshir bi Abshir Absir glad tidings for this, glad promising the Shaykh so much. And the Shaykh then said to him, Wa Anta, Abshir Bla Iz. As for you, Muhammad said to him in response, and as for you, glad tidings of honor that Allah is going to bring you. وَالْتَنْكِينُ وَالْضَفَرُ Allah is going to make you grounded on this earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to aid you. أَحَدُ دِينَ اللَّهِ No one has ever given victory to the religion of Allah إِلَّا نَصَرَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ Except Allah will give victory to them. اللهم. The shaykh said, no one gives victory to what? The religion of Allah, except Allah will give victory to? To them. We don't look for victory for ourselves. We look for victory and honoring the what? The religion. That will then allow us to gain victory from it. Are we all together? Where did the Sheikh take it from this? In tansurullah, if you give victory to Allah's religion and you support and you aid and you stand up for Allah's religion, Allah will make you and give you and solidify you on this earth. And your foot will be grounded on this earth. Then the mm-hmm. Sheikh Muhammad ibn al said to Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, but I have two conditions I will stipulate. Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab said, what are the two conditions? He said the two conditions are, أَخْشَى, I am scared. إِلْ أَظْهَرَكَ, إل أظهرك اللَّهُ If Allah makes you apparent on this earth, and Allah makes you known. Allah gives you the upper hand, Muhammad Abduham. Allah gives you victory. That you're going to leave us. And you're going to go back to your land. Because that's where you're from. That's your people. As Muhammad Abduham said, as for this, I promise I will not do that. that I will not leave you guys. He said, what's the second condition then? He said, the second one is I take from the people of Diriyah Dara'ib. I tax them. I tax the people of what? I tax the people of? Of the people of Diriyah. I tax them. And, of course, these taxes are what? They're not permissible, sharan They're not the zakat. This is not the zakat. After the zakat, he's taking tax from them. He said, could you allow me to take that? Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. He said to him in response of that, no. Allahu Akbar. He said, no, I won't. He said, Allahu Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is going to suffice you with the money that you're going to get, inshaAllah Ta'ala. What Allah is going to bring you is going to be far better than the tax that you're taking. Today, a da'i would say that there's no problem for this country and this constitution to judge by democracy, there's no problem, let them do it. We don't mind them being a democratical country. Here, Muhammad Ibn Abdullah is just saying, forget democracy as a whole system. You are not even allowed to, he wouldn't even agree to just take an extra tax from the people. He refused that. So Allah is going to give you better. No compromising on his deen. Alayhi rahmatullah. And you have to realize, at that particular time, the shaykh just walked from Uyayna by foot. He doesn't know where to go, rahimahullah. Everyone is looking for him. He's been looked for. The shaykh, Muhammad they're hunting him down, they're looking for him. Here he's with Muhammad ibn Su'rud. He's got the opportunity of getting his heart, but he still has principles. The deen. Which is that this will not happen. He said, Amma fala." This is what you're asking for, which is the dara'ib. No. Wa you Allah. Allah suffice you, Muhammad ibn Su'ud. And فضل min fadlihi, Allah is going to suffice you with his virtue And his grace Allah is going to open for you And Allah is going to open for the people of your village This little قرية Allah is going to make it something else وَاللَّهِ Without a doubt الْبَيْعَةِ They gave each other This is how it happened This is what we want This is how we want Honor to be brought back to restored. Look what the sheikh did. Did he go? Did he then say to Muhammad bin Saud, "I'm going to sit in your assemblies. I'm going to see when you when you meet the tribal leaders. and I have to be part of the." Did he say that? La. As soon as that bayah took place, and they both agreed, the sheikh rahimahullah, he asked, "Where is the masjid?" Forty houses. They only had one masjid in Diriyah. So where's the masjid? They pointed to him, they said, that's the masjid. The Sheikh Rahimahullah, he went to the masjid. He went to the masjid, he sat down, and he started classes. Nothing after that. Right after the bay'ah, the Sheikh sat in the masjid, and he started to do durus at Tasfiya and tarbiyah, educating the people, speaking to them about at tawheed. The shaykh had halakat, rahimahullah. He would have a halakah come and that halakah would go. Straight after the halakah, there's another halakah coming in. They would go. The shaykh still teaching. People would come, groups after groups, in numbers. They would keep coming and coming and coming and coming. He would have a halakah in tafsir. حَلَقَةٍ in hadith, halakha in fiqh, halakha in aqeedah, halakha in sunnah. All of that, When the people heard this, they started to whisper, so You know what's happening? There's classes going on over there. This was taking place. There's a lot of khayr happening. Ya ايها Qaum, we're sleeping. Let's get up. Let's go. People were coming from different cities and different towns and different areas. They were coming. They were coming to the Shaykh. The students, they filled up Dir'iyah. They filled it up until Dir'iyah became overcrowded. It became overcrowded. That the Shaykh had to beg the 40 houses in Dir'iyah to open their balconies or their front porch, porch. If they can let the students sit inside there because the masjid became crowded. The people were sitting in the middle of the road. The people were going into the houses of the people. He asked the people, "If you have an extra room, allow your little, your brother and your sister, your brothers and your the students of knowledge to come and sleep and live there." The Sheikh rahimahullah, the matters became great in Diriyah, good and blossom. The dawa was spreading, the people coming in number. The Sheikh rahimahullah realized with knowledge what is it? Is, is, that, is, that, is that the Sheikh is getting rid of ignorance? Ilm comes, when the light of light, ilm, of Tawheed and Sunnah comes, the people have been taken out of the darknesses that they were upon. So the Sheikh Rahimahullah, he has the permission and the support of Muhammad al So the Sheikh Rahimahullah, he stood up to remove and to get rid of Mabahir al-Shirk. The still remaining symbols of a shirk get rid of them. And to destroy them, <coughs> but the Sheikh Rahimahullah, his job is to educate and the people, te- teach the people. The people are growing in number, and the people are becoming large in amount. Ta'ala. Muhammad Ibn Saud, on the other hand, he is doing what? What would any leader would do? He would have to, he would have to accommodate these people. So what he did was he started to set contracts with the neighboring tribes, making sure they don't transgress on him, because he knows he wants to benefit from this dawa. This dawa needs to be left alone. So Muhammad ibn saud was doing ahlaf contracts and agreements with the neighboring tribal leaders, saying, "Leave us alone, and we'll leave you guys alone." And they were signing those contracts with him. They were what? They were signing those contracts with Muhammad uh, Muhammad, uh, ibn Saud. And this was given the opportunity to who? To Muhammad ibn Saud to what? To spread Tawheed and quote Sunnah. Muhammad Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, he now has students who are solid, strong. Mentally and physically, they are strong. What united them is Tawheed and Iman. They did not unite together on what? They did not unite upon tribalism. No, not even nationalism. They united upon Nusratul Kitabi, giving victory to the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah. And so what happened was, the people in which Muhammad ibn Saud he signed the ahlaf with and the agreements with, they lied, some of them broke the contract. And they started to want to wage war against Muhammad ibn Saud. So he sat down and he consulted, Muhammad ibn Saud consulted Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. How should matters be dealt with? Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab said, We will not allow anyone transgress on us, we will defend ourselves. So the first fight that started between Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab and Muhammad ibn Saud. And those neighbouring other tribes was when the year was 1,159. And as I said before, the reason why this battle took place was Ghadar, deception that came from those who signed with Muhammad ibn Saud. They deceived him. Like the leader of Riyadh, he lied and he deceived Muhammad ibn Saud. His name was Daham ibn Dawas. He was the first person who had broke the contract. He came and he waged war on the the Shaykh Muhammad Abdul and also Muhammad ibn (coughs) al Allah gave the upper hand to Muhammad Abdul and his children, and he gave to Muhammad ibn al The Mm -hmm. Shaykh rahimahullah ta'ala, he carried on his da'wah. He didn't busy himself too much with that. He carried on. The Shaykh was teaching even though the battles were happening. The classes were going on. The schedules would not stop. The durus would not stop. The Sheikh was still teaching them Tawheed. He was teaching them Sunan. The Sheikh was still sending letters to the leaders of all the tribe, the scholars. He was sending letters to them. He was talking to them about the most important matters in which every Prophet was sent to. And that was what? At Tawheed. Until Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab sent a letter to the leader of Mecca. And Makkah at that time, the person who was in charge was called Sharif al Makkah. He was called the Sharif of Makkah. The Shaykh met him. And others, have, they also went and visited him. Hamad ibn Nasib ibn Mu'abbam, who was one of the students of the Shaykh Muhammad al Wahab, Rather, he's from one of the <coughs> biggest students of Muhammad al Wahab, He went and he met the Sharif of Makkah. And this was a delegation sent by Muhammad Abdul Wahab to the Sharif of Mecca. Um, when the Sharif of Mecca sat with them, and they debated about these matters of Tawheed, so Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab was was writing letters, and he was also sending students to these people. Saying, discuss with these scholars, discuss with these people shirk that's happening and that they're silent about. <coughs> so the Shaykh rahimahullah, they sat down with him. Uh, they sat down with the Sharif of Mecca. Muhammad ibn nasr and the students, they've debated him. Lakin, all of Hijaz, Hijaz is Medina, uh, Jeddah, Ta'if, all of those places, they gave a fatwa that Muhammad Abdul abduhab and his grandchildren are dullal, <coughs> misguided individuals. They are kufar, they are disbelievers, and that the sheikh himself is a kafir, and that the sheikh himself is a misguided individual. And what they did was they killed those who came with Hamad ibn Nasr. They killed them. They took them as spoils of war. And they banned the children of Muhammad Abdul Wahab. And anyone who came from Najd, they banned them. They put a cross on them. Until 50 years, hajj was prohibited and it was banned from the people of Najd. No one could come from there. No hajj, a person of hajj can come from Najd. And this was a ban that was placed by the Sharif of Mecca. And then the next Sharif of Mecca came and then another one came after that. Each Sharif of Mecca when he dies, the other one comes until the next one. After 50 years, the Sharif took, he removed the ban and he allowed them to come. This shows you that the Sheikh was harmed. His own students were killed he was also fetwa was given. Sharif Makkah had somebody he was, he was somebody who had great influence and he had a very strong tie with the Dola Uthmaniyah. So the Sheikh Rahimahullah, he harm was shown uh, to him.